Hey everyone, I am Nayan and welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast for today's show. And I'm joined here as always by James. We saw the All Blacks last night. I'm on a high. Warriors are tonight. I could be on a low. How you doing, lad? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Um, it's always nice to know All Blacks win. It is. Um, Especially against South Africa. <laughs> yeah, but what Warriors are going to lose today, if that's okay. No. no. You're going to be on a W tomorrow, though. Barbie. Four, no, four Ws. Mm-hmm. All Blacks, Warriors, Oppenheimer, and Barbie. Could carry on to the film festival. I could. Yeah, you I never know. Who knows? Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All, all black swan. Still we, riding that high, are yeah, you? Still riding that high. <laughs> yep. Again, as I said, it could come crashing down today, um, but hopefully not. Yeah. But no, that all black game was pretty cool. It's so different how like they turn off the lights and like have like they... fireworks and stuff like that. Like oh. they don't do that for Warriors games. Intro was mean. Yeah. It was actually so hype. So that was cool. If you have time, or if you care. <laughs> Go watch that intro. And <laughs> then watch the whole game. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was quite a lackluster game though. Um, yeah. yeah. It just felt too, we were in control the entire time. Easy, yeah. yeah. It wasn't exactly how I thought it would be. I thought um, South Africa would definitely like pull up a bit more for a fight. Yeah. But I They think, never seem to have it. No. Like right from the get-go, we were like just dominating. So. Pretty much. Which yeah. is, um, I don't know, it's World Cup, so who knows, like we're probably just playing all our cards now yeah. to make everyone fearful. And then when it comes to World Cup, we'll end up Failing, but all like going to go to France. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're here to bring you all the latest and greatest news from the entertainment industry, from blockbuster hits to indie flicks. We've got you all covered always. And if you're a real movie buff, be sure to check out moviegames.com for even more exciting content like box office analysis, Oscar predictions, and 4K content. So on today's show, we'll be covering the Wonka trailer, the Napoleon trailer, our first look at Hugh Jackman and Deadpool 3, Casting updates on Superman Legacy, reactions to Oppenheimer, and I don't know how to, is this one word? The SAG AFTRA 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 strike, and James Cameron working on Alita Battle Angel sequels. So, no box office today because we're doing this on a Sunday. True. So, um, if you guys want to know box office results, um, Google it tomorrow, I guess. Um, Anyway, the Wonka trailer came out. It's coming out at the end of the year. It stars Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Um, obviously, the first one, the first um, Chai in the Chocolate Factory, or no, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I think that's yeah, what's called. Yeah. I think that's always, that, that's where the bar is set. Yeah. Um, so just based on this first trailer, do you think it could reach that bar, or do you think it's like where Chai in the Chocolate Factory is? Um, I don't know. I'm a bit mixed on it. There are some parts where... I don't like it, and there are some parts where I do like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's, it's a tough one for me. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't really feel it, it, the vibe or tone of it kind of felt a little bit fabricated, a little bit forced, and I don't know if Timothy Chalamet is the right fit. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know. I failed to see it. He, he always just, I think, I think he works better when it comes to, like, more darker and struggling characters, but obviously I'm going to be open for it. I think this movie's got like a ton of potential because um, the director directed the Paddington movies and we know that they are good. Yep. I haven't seen them, but I'll definitely be watching them before this. Um, yeah, the, the, obviously like the Hugh Grant is like an Oompa Loompa, yep. that kind of stuff. Yeah, just uh, there's a little bit cringy moments. Sometimes it doesn't, the humor doesn't always work. Um and then this stuff where, like, because this is meant to be a prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, um, not the Johnny Depp, Charlie and the Chocolate 
factory one. Yeah. Yeah. But like just the saying, you know, when he's like scratch that, reverse it, it's like yeah. it changes what the original one was, which is what I think it's strike it, reverse it, something like yeah. that. Which I don't know why these little changes are coming. So like it kind of breaks away from the mold of what, you know, the chocolate factory kind of franchise i guess we're gonna call it a franchise now yeah really is um but you know there's an incredible amount of talent in front of and behind the camera that you just gotta wait and see how it is it feels maybe a bit too paddington like um from my brief knowledge of paddington at least that it may not work for this movie but yeah what what do you think about it because i'm seeing yeah quite mixed things online as well yeah i'm on the fence about it i i do like Char- uh charlie uh, Timothy is um, Willy Wonka. I think mm. it's um, something different we've seen from him. And yeah. I think he is the right type of goofiness and quirkiness mm-hmm. um, from what we saw in the trailer. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll be able to nail that role. But the whole, I do like the premise how it's like him finding that chocolate factory, but like involving like a chocolate cartel and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. just seems a bit too goofy. You know, uh, like, yeah. it just looks weird. And I think Hugh Grant as an Oompa is just stupid. It just takes you out of it. Like as soon as I saw it, I was like, nah. Nah, that's stupid. And they try to like capitalize on the nostalgia with like the tune of the original Oompa song at mm-hmm. the end of that. But oh, then yeah. they had that, and then the cringy lines from him as well. I think um, Hugh Grant's Grant. gonna. I think Hugh Grant might be a criticism for this movie. I think yeah. every. I think everyone is gonna praise Timothy, and mm. I think Hugh Grant is gonna get shat on. Really, yeah, it, ju- it just doesn't really. Like feel what Olympus are, and it's just silly and dumb. Yeah, uh, yeah, very dumb. But no, I, I, I didn't enjoy it. But like, I'm optimistic for it. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of potential there. And mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet is definitely a good actor where he could portray that role. And the director as well, back to back Paddington movies, which is like hundred percent or high, very high nineties. Yeah, it's a capable director. So I definitely, think we, we yeah. could be in for a good one. Mm. Speaking of a good one, Napoleon. That is reuniting Ridley Scott and Joaquin Phoenix. Um, mm. Joaquin Phoenix is playing um, Napoleon. Yeah. And the straight looks really good. It looks, it's like dark. It looks real. I, can't, I had a movie in my head of what it relates to, but I can't think of it. What it relates to? Or not what it relates to, but like it's what compared. It, yeah. Compared to. Gladiator. Yeah. Because <laughs> they literally were both in the same one. <laughs> I've seen a lot of memes about that. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on Napoleon? Do you think it's um, a surprise hit for the year? I I don't know. I'm very uh, cautious when it comes to Ridley Scott movies now. Um, he's a very heavy hit or miss. Um, he's directed some all-timers, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, I'm sure me and you can pick out some of his that we just love. Um, but I, I don't think I've loved a movie of his since The Martian. Um, yeah. I can't think of something where I love it. There's been stuff that I've liked. And so when I hear the name Ridley Scott, a ton of potential. And he can really do something special. Um, but yeah, he's had his misses as of late. I don't know why he has or just like how he went from being the director that he was to the director he is today. But yeah, it's, it's always just a hit or miss. So my optimism and excitement has a ceiling to it. I, I'm not going to allow myself to get really amped up for something yeah. done by Ridley Scott. But based on the trailer, man, like I messaged you in the middle of the week saying, wow, that looks, that looks sick. It's mean. Yeah. Like it looks like it has like a really high production value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the costuming, um, 
you know, the sets, the locations, they all just feel so um, ingrained in that era. And if we can get a good Napoleon movie, I think that's a really good thing. And, you know, Ridley Scott, what he does well is he uses budgets well. So he can squeeze out, you know, as much quality in terms of the visual proponent on, um, you know, a smaller budget, not something like 250 million yeah. um, that we get these days. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It was never on my radar because I, I just saw it and I was like, eh, Ridley Scott, it could be something else. But now that we have a trailer here, now that I can actually see, damn, this looks good. Now my excitement comes in, but as I said before, like it will be capped off at a certain point. Probably yeah. won't watch another trailer until it comes, um, because you know I don't think I need to see anything more to yeah. get excited for this one. Yeah, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, me, me too. Sa- same as you. Mm. Um, quite excited for it. I mean, it's a film that we was never on our radar, as you said, and when this trailer came out, I was like, whoa, okay, this is actually good. Like it could potentially put um, really Scott back on the map. Yeah. some sort and i think Joaquin phoenix um he's a cap- very capable actor and i think he might have an oscar nom depending on how the film portrays but just from mm. that trailer it looks like there's a he's gonna be very fantastic in it yeah and, it def- yeah it yeah. could be an awards player easily yeah i think, I think so yeah. and that production just looks <clears throat> insane you know the whole like yeah. very old school era sort of conqueror mm-hmm. um, which he is yeah um, and the battle scenes and stuff i think that's going to be a big major highlight of the film is the way that Ridley Scott directs that, I think. Yeah. All eyes will be on that. Um and all eyes will be on Joaquin as um Napoleon as well. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting choice. I don't know too much about Napoleon. I'll probably have to do some reading before the movie. But um it, it, it seems like an odd fit. But if Joaquin Phoenix yeah. he can make almost any character of his work. So much, yeah. yeah. Um I'm excited for his portrayal. Yeah. And he's yeah. quite he's quite picky with his with his roles eh? Uh, I believe so, but I don't know. Like he's in Joker too, so yeah. Well, it was fantastic. That won him an Oscar. Yeah, did he win? Oh, he won, eh? Yeah, yeah. he did. Oh. <laughs> Still disagree with that to this day. Adam Driver should have gotten it. Marriage Story. Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah. oh well, people love the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So on to comic book news now. Is we finally got some more details on Deadpool three, and by details we mean our first look at the costumes and we finally got our first look at Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and it looks like as if um he's bringing the comic well not he but the film is bringing the the comic book accurate sort of uh, costume you know the whole full-on white suit what <laughs> no you're just like oh he's he's bringing it back <laughs> he's just like to the studio like yeah I'm, I'm bringing this suit by the way I'm wearing this in the movie and they're like oh okay I mean he could I mean he <laughs> yeah he could who knows what happens behind the scenes but yeah but they're bringing <laughs> Uh, but it's a classic uh, yellow suit that everyone's wanting to see him in. Um, mm. You've seen the pictures, and yep. s- since I wrote this, um, there's been like behind the scenes video footage as well. So yeah, I what, saw a couple of that. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on the costuming? Um, I, th- I mean, I think it's fine. Um, yeah. I know Deadpool's um, suit it's like a little bit more bright and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's more like um, MCU ish, mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you will. Um, as for the suit, I never really cared for Wolverine to wear the comic accurate suit just because, um, and, and it's not like the full, um, accurate suit cause it has like the sleeves and stuff. So not yeah. like the short ones. Um, but I believe Hugh Jackman has, um, skin cancer and, you know, they're filming under the sun. So that's part of the reasoning I believe. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I never needed um, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine to have the comic accurate suit. I think when we get our new Wolverine in the MCU, which they should, and we should stop Hugh Jackman playing it now. Yeah. Um, he's, he's done his time. Yeah. I think then it was something that should have, should have been done. Just uh, Hugh Jackman's been around for what, over 20 years now as his character. And yeah, he's kind of made it his own in terms of how the character looks and feels. And, you know, he's like a foot taller than the actual, um, what Wolverine's meant to be. What yeah. is meant to be? Five? Five, three. Five, three. Yeah. So it, it's already passed the comic book accuracy, but it's a good little nod. I would imagine that um, Deadpool has gone to another universe where it's a different version of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get the 20th Century Fox Wolverine. Yeah. Logo on. Even though in one of the set photos. It's the, the 20th Century Fox logo. logo yeah. yeah that, which looks cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I like it now. But yeah, that movie's going to be delayed. I guarantee it. Oh, definitely. And we'll get to that in a bit. We will, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what, what do you think? Because you're much more of a comic guy than I am. Yeah, I like it. I mean, mm. obviously, because it's comic books. Um, everyone wants to see like sort of a comic accurate sort of costuming and we're finally getting that. So seeing that set, um, all those images behind the scenes, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Get, yeah. gets me very excited for it as with any other comic book fan as well. Yeah. Um, hopefully they bring in the mask as well. Um, cause we're, we're teased heavily about it. And, um, I think it's the Wolverine at the post credit scene. Yeah. Right? Post credit scene, how he had the mask and like the somewhat mm-hmm. comic book, um, accurate costume and yeah. now we're getting this so uh, mm. i hope it's like a it's a good little um farewell for um hugh jackman like oh we're gonna give you the suit that you want and stuff yeah. um and i do hope it is last because um he's he had the perfect um perfect send off in mm. logan uh, we've mentioned that a yeah. lot on this podcast so i just hope he's just here as a somewhat of a fun character and he can be somewhat of a different sort of um wolverine not the not the yeah. logan that we know yeah, I, I I truly think that it's going to be a completely different version of Wolverine. It's just him back in the role, but like not the one that he played. Yeah, if that makes sense. But going back to the costume, if you see his like arm, like it's got like the slits. Yeah, and therefore his claws come yeah. out. It just look, that looks sick. <laughs> it's not just some cheap like oh, fabric yeah. over it. Like yeah. there's some craftsmanship to the costume in there, which is something that I think I'll appreciate more in the movie yeah. than by a set photo. Yeah, and, and who knows? It could always darken the colors and stuff. Um, for filters, color grading and everything, yeah. yeah. Like so, really do something with yeah. It. So, so what we're seeing now could be different to when the final product comes out. Oh, 100 percent. And yeah. with Marvel, like you can't even trust the trailers <laughs> to be accurate to what it is. So they'll they'll keep changing it until the last minute. I guarantee it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Now on to DC. We have more casting news for James Gunn's Superman Legacy that comes out in 2025. So I already know that David Corn Sweat and Rachel. Bros Nahan, um, they'll be Clark Kent, Superman, and Lois Lane. And now we have more details and more characters. So Isabella Merced will be playing Hawkgirl. Nathan Fillion will be playing Guy, Guy Gardner's um, version of um, Green Lantern. And, God, I hope I get this guy's name right, Eddie Gethigy, hmm? yeah, will be playing Mr. <laughs> Terrific. Um, so what are your thoughts on these casting announcements and, more importantly, these characters in the Superman film? Um, I don't care for it at all. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've kind of lost my 
excitement for Superman Legacy just a little bit. I'm still excited, still intrigued. I'm just so sick of hearing about it now. Like yeah. we're over two years away from the release. Like just go and do your thing. Like, and I'm not just talking about casting announcement. We've also heard like, oh, it's an origin story. Oh, it's not. Uh, yeah. You know, daily, daily. It's not Daily Bugle, is it? Daily Planet. Daily Planet. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be a workplace origin. Like, just we don't need to hear all these details right now. Like, go and finalize your story and stuff like that. But as for the castings themselves, um, everyone went off about um, Nathan uh, Fillion yeah. as Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, the Guy Gardner version, though, he, he could suit it. Yeah. I, I imagine Gunn's going to make him really quirky and annoying and I think so too. all that kind of stuff. So some people have really overreacted to the recent news about these kind of characters because they're like, oh, it's not an origin story anymore. It's like all these other characters are a part of it and i guess some of it's fair but like i do truly think that gun is smart enough to know that first one of the dc of the reset reboot whatever that no we're going to be fully focused on clark kent and lois lane to a, to a degree i think these characters will just be kind of funny background characters yeah yeah um but Going back to the casting, Isabella Merced, Merced, um, she played Dora. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen that movie. I probably should because I've heard <laughs> good stuff about it. It's a very fun movie. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly, I remember when we rushed to that movie so much before it came out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think that's good. That would be very interesting. Um, her as Hawkgirl, and I don't really know much about Mister Terrific. I just know it's some genius. Yeah. Um, genius guy, so that could be cool. I I usually trust James Gunn with castings. He always seems to nail it. Mm -hmm. Um, I you know I just don't know where he's gone wrong. I mean, an example is obviously um, Pom Clement Clementoff as Mantis was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and that was a newcomer. Um, I believe at that point. So yeah, um, I will hold on the skepticism that other people are having with all these other players in this in this movie mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm i'm excited and i think it's okay like yeah. the casting <laughs> i don't really have much of a reaction to it just because i don't really care um and we don't know the story we don't know the story but yeah oh, like from your perspective what do you think about all these other like superheroes being into injected into the superman thing it's a bit annoying really i mean the mm. The title is actually called Superman Legacy, so mm. maybe they could play the legacy part of how he's like made allies, which is these characters, yeah. um, throughout his journey to when we see it on film. But I think what Superman needs right now is just fully focused on that character and his relationship with Lois Lane. Um, Superman and Lois does a fantastic job, the TV series mm -hmm. um, by CW does a fantastic job of that and just shows more of a, the parenthood side of those two characters. Yep. And I think it's probably one of the best um, Superman iterations we have yeah. um, right now um so yeah we don't know much about this film there's a lot of rumors we already know that's not an origin story um mm -hmm. it could be like a year two or year three of um clark as superman yeah um but um yeah the yeah it's um, mixed feelings on these characters being in it because it's just like mm. it's just why and like are they going to be in there for like a good chunk of the movie or are they just going to be like passing by and yeah. stuff like that um I'll start with Nathan Fillion. Um, Guy Garner, that's an interesting choice. Like, 
yeah. to first introduce um, a Green Lantern Tina yeah. Universe's Guy Gunnan, yeah. not Howard Jordan, but hey, it is what it is. And I think, yeah, Nathan Fillion will probably be able, he'll nail that role for sure. Yeah. Um, but just that particular character is interesting as to why <laughs> James Gunn chose him. Um, Mr. Terrific, I'm like you. I haven't really read much about him and mm. whatnot, but I think he's a genius and I just think he'll be there as like the tech support sort of guy. Yeah. Um, but not quite tech. Yeah. Um, Isabella Mercer as Hawk Girl. That's interesting. Like, Hawk Girl. Okay, cool. Yeah. Why is she part of a, a Superman movie. film? Um, it's very, it's feeling very uh, Black Adam like right now, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just by these, um, mm-hmm. uh, by these uh, casting announcements. Then that has me a little bit worried. I mean, James Gunn, like, and James Gunn, we trust, obviously, because yeah. he, he does know what he's doing and whatnot, mm-hmm. and he's a very capable director, but. Um, yeah. Without with very limited information about the plot and just having mm. these cast announcements, it has a lot of people worried. Um, rightfully yeah. slow. But yeah, um, you make a really good point about how it does feel like Black Adam. Yeah, because Superman is Black Adam, and then you're what the Justice League Associational. What is uh, it? Justice Society or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And it's yeah. just a bunch of other um, C grade superheroes. Yeah, and instead of Hawkman, we have Hawk Girl. Yeah, it it is feeling that way. Yeah. But I, I trust James Gunn will just will have Superman front and center. And I hope these characters work like Sylvester Stallone's character in Guns of the Galaxy. Oh, just like a five-minute cameo? Yeah, he's in for like one scene. Yeah. That's like, you know, a good few minutes and then carries on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I yeah. just I hope it's not more than that because first movie of a new universe, man, it needs to be. It's all about character at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. I've completely forgot. It's like the first film in the whole <laughs> exactly. DC as well. I was like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> completely missed that part. So yeah, but like I said, in James Gunn, we trust. Um, mm. He's a cable director. He clearly has a vision for this, so um, he wouldn't be making these announcements if he if there wasn't a good purpose for it. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll need to wait and see when more details about the plot comes out or mm. footage. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So earlier this week we got Barbie reactions, and now we have. Oppenheimer reactions. Um, so obviously the premieres happened and the critics are starting to share their abbreviated thoughts on the film. And it's everything I've seen is very positive, like very, very positive. Yeah. Um, that ranges. I'm not going to go into too much detail for spoilers and stuff, um, but I'll just make it gen- spoilers? generic as well. Yeah. It's a real life event. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> what if people don't know? The bomb never goes off. Yeah. Yeah, he could be pulling a Tarantino right now, you know. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> now that is a plot twist. That would, oh, that would be. Oh, I don't know how I'd react to that. <laughs> um. So yeah, the some of the reactions are saying it's one of Nolan's best films. Um, definitely go see it in IMAX. Um, the seventy millimeter is absolutely jaw dropping. Um, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., and Killian Murphy is all in contention for Oscar nods, and the score from Ludwig Grohansen mm-hmm. is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, is uh, we'll call him Ludwig. Ludwig um is fantastic, and it's probably one of the best um in an all film so far. So, um, I don't need to say how you're hyped for this movie, but um, yeah, what are your thoughts on his reactions? I guess. <laughs> uh they just get me more excited. Um, I, I read them and I was like, oh, like one week till I see this, I'm so pumped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like. We we already knew it was going to be at least good. You could just tell by like 
you know, the way Christopher Nolan would talk about it, the way the trailers looked and how it's approaching everything and the fact that it's fully Nolan's, it's three hours, it's R-rated. Um, so, yeah. Um, you, just, you just knew it was going to be good. And I had I didn't really, I wasn't worried about the reactions when they came out. Mm-hmm. But to confirm it in a way that's like, Exce- not exceeded my expectations because I always I was saying that this has potentially been Nolan's one one of his best at least, um, but just like reaffirming that through these reactions, I was just like wow, like oh, I'm just it just gets me insanely pumped. And I, I watched the some a five minute footage thing. Um, I don't know if you watched it or listened to it or what, but um, the one with the score in it. Like, oh, yeah, I, just, I just listened to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the score, man, it just it might be one of his best. Yeah. And which would be pretty hard to do to beat um, Inception and Interstellar. But, yeah, no, I am beyond excited for this now. It's just, it's going to be such a good, um, just a good time. Yeah. I, I, yeah, because I heard also one that, like, three hours is not, not, like, an issue at all for the movie. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the same boat as you. I'm more than excited. Cheers, I can't can't come soon enough yeah for us like we mentioned at the start how it's just like every day from yesterday onwards it's just mm-hmm. event after event after event and something to look forward to and yeah um this is definitely like circled twice on my calendar now after seeing these reactions it's yeah. overly positive and you know how much i love scores and nolan nolan films yeah. um especially and just hearing like this is might be one of the best i mean interst- interstellar is probably one of my favorite scores of all time and um, yeah. one of my favorite um for Nolan, so the fact that this could rival it just gets me so excited as well. And then, you yeah. know, all the reactions about the performances. So mm-hmm. you know, it's just further like, just further meat to this um burger. You know that you're yeah. getting. You know, it's just we're we're in for something special here. And I I I really hope it lives up to the hype. Like, yeah. Like I can. Yeah. I, just, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to be careful and not like get too hyped and have massive expectations yeah but it's um, just so hard like just hearing and reading yeah exactly uh, yeah you're just like fuck like you see all the trailers and i'm like wow this looks good like it's gonna be great and then the trailers like they say that as well and it's like oh. yeah and yeah. the and the fact that no one's really pushing for everyone to see this in imax i mean he's he literally pushed the boundaries of imax um yeah. you know, 180 uh 180 page script yeah. and he went to i think the imax um people yeah. Head on chase was like, oh, what's the max that we can push this out to? Yeah. I think it's like the framing or something for the reels. Yeah. Um, and they're like this much. I was like, I have a 180 page script. Do you think we can like push it as far out as possible? And like we could, but anything further, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> and then I think Nolan said, yeah, three, three hours might just be the limit for IMAX. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is why he has a three week hold on IMAX mm. screens is because he's literally, he literally pushed the boundaries of um, IMAX cameras and whatnot. Um, and it's film. And, um, and it's film, yeah. yeah. So, fuck, can't wait for Tuesday. Oh you'll, man, you'll hear all about it on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good, good, good screening. And just like, it's gonna be a hard one to talk about after the movie. It is just straight away. But yeah, oh, I'm t- I'm too ready for it, man. It's been a while since we've um, come to this kind of movie. So, two years. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no, it's been nineteen. It came out twenty twenty. Was it twenty twenty? So, I thought it was twenty one. No, nah, because it came out like deep in the pandemic oh yeah yeah good. not in the tail end of it if yeah. if this movie is let's say top three top two nolan where would he fit as a director to you in terms of like how good legacy wise does he fit along with the the greatest of all time i think he's already on that 
yeah. on that bar, I mean. Top 10? Definitely top top five, I reckon. Maybe uh, maybe top three even, you know. Mm. Um, all of his film is quality. Majority of the criticisms for his film are very nitpicky and stuff. Yeah, extremely. Um, he always branches out of his comfort zone, you know, like each film of his, apart from the Dark Knight trilogy, obviously, mm-hmm. is something different. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he dabbles in sci-fi, he dabbles in real-world events. Um, yeah. Other stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely top three, top five, for sure, already. Yeah. Um, if this film lives up to the hype, then mm-hmm. definitely top three cemented. Maybe yeah. even top oh, I want to go as far to say top number one because um got guys like Scorsese and Spielberg who has like a filmography full of films and yeah. not, not only has I think less than ten or this might be his tenth or tenth uh, or so. I think it's like eleven. Eleven. Or no, I think it's his twelfth. Twelfth, yeah. Yeah, he's got quite a few. Yeah. Um but he's definitely on that track to surpass him for sure. Yeah, yeah. He he he'll be top five at least. I think I'd have to see the whole board to really make that distinction yeah. he's he's my favorite director of all time but if i was to try and look at it from an objective lens then i don't know because you got a balance within um what has he won best director which nolan yeah. hasn't and so you kind of got to look at his accomplishments and stuff like that yeah to really see but yeah i i, I hope he's in for oscars he's he more than deserves it um I think so i think it's a, it's yeah. due to him now really yeah and the fact that he's in like a a biopic, which is something that the Academy really loves. They yeah. love these kind of movies. So, yeah, I hope he gets something for this one because it sounds like he deserves it. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, the reaction saying um, Robert Downey Jr. could be in line for an Oscar here mm-hmm. or he's going to be in consideration. What do you think about that? Because he's coming off <laughs> um, Iron Man. Yeah, he yeah. is. Complete 180, really, yeah. um, from... His character. I mean, I know when Endgame came out, everyone was saying, "Oh, you should get nominated for Oscar." When really he just had one impactful yeah. scene. You know, it's like, okay, calm down, kids. Yeah. You guys are idiots. Um, but this is actual acting, which he's doing. You know, actual proper, pr- proper. Yeah. You know, so um, mm-hmm. yeah, good on him. I think he said that this is probably his best work. Yeah, he um, did say that. Yeah, yeah, that it that um he's done so clearly he's very passionate about this film and his role. So if he if he is fantastic in this and he does get nominated, yeah. kudos to him. It's mm-hmm. like considering where he came from before Iron Man to now, yeah. it's just such a great um career yeah. turnaround and whatnot. For him. It's awesome to see, eh? yeah, because yeah he dedicated a lot to the MCU and Iron Man, and he is really the one of the biggest reasons for the MCU's success. Yeah, so to see him actually um carve out a new path in his career doing stuff where he could be in line for Oscars is just the perfect way to go based on his age, his acting ability. And yeah, like you said, real acting, um, obviously it was always real acting, but like, yeah, people will know what I mean when we say that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be cool to see Downey Jr. doing like a, yeah, real role like that, not Iron Man stuff. Yeah. So, man, I'm pumped. But, yeah, Killian Murphy, I think we saw, like, the first couple of trailers and we're like, oh, yep, he's definitely going to be considered for an Oscar. This looks like he's fully into the character. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for him as well. He's finally getting a main role in Nolan form. Yeah. He's always been a side character um, somewhat. So, yeah. spotlight's on him, and he's clearly taking the ball with both hands and going for that line, you know, and hopefully yeah. he gets a nod as hey, well. I mean, he did a lot to prepare for the role. He, like, researched hours, read books and stuff like that. Yeah. Had a massive weight loss to match the kind of frame that 
um, Robert Oppenheimer had. So, you know, dedicating yourself to that role, I hope it translates to something really good on the screen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tuesday can't come fast enough. After Barbie. <laughs> After Barbie. Yeah. Um, anyway, on more, it's more of a sad note, really, if you're a cinema sort of um, enthusiast, is um, the SAG AFTRA, um, the strike's official now. Um, it's literally the first time that both actors and writers are on strike um, in over like 60 years. Um, so I think we really first saw this in during the UK premiere of Oppenheimer. Um, midway through, the cast just walked up and left yeah. um, to support it. Um, whether they wanted to or not, um, they just had to. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is obviously going to cause repercussion within Hollywood and the film industry. Um, films for any movie and TV productions will be on, put on hold. Um, actors can't take part in any press junket, junkets or film premieres. Um, like I said, they've walked out of the UK premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't promote anything at um, San Diego Comic-Con and they won't be advertised to attend as well. Um, that that whole convention is a dying. It, it's literally dying. Yeah. Um, there's so many big names that's not even part of that anymore. And then, then, and then, this, ha- yeah. and then this happening is just, oh, who knows how long um, Comic-Con's going to go on for. Yep. Um, Deadpool three has stopped production as well because mm-hmm. of this as well. So yeah. we've just in um we've dodged all the COVID delays and now we're getting <laughs> now this is happening where we're going to get more delays. So yeah. um obviously for right reasons and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, but just as a film enthusiast, it's a bit sad to see because like there's so many things that you're looking forward to and now yeah all of this is halting. Um, what mm. are your thoughts on this entire saga? Well, I believe uh, Gladiator two and yep. yeah Mortal Kombat. To they're all stop filming as well, yeah. So basically, most productions have to shut down. I don't know when you talk about this issue. I think it's got to be a nuanced uh, kind of conversation because you just you clarified it just before where it's for the right reasons, but you know we are, you know we're like we're big fans and we want to see stuff come out, yeah. and so it's really hard to. Or, sorry, it's really easy to just be like, stop striking, just get to work because I want to see the stuff. Like, yeah. But you got to look at it from like, you know, the realistic lens. And when I first heard about the potential strike of um, the Actors Guild, and I, I like, and this was before I didn't know much about it. I've, d- I've done some reading now. I, I like, yeah, I read it and I'm like, they make like loads of money. <laughs> And then, um, you know, you start diving in a little bit more and it's all like the extras, the people that get like one line and they're just like, they're, they're just trying to put food on the table for their family. Yeah. You know, they are the ones like, I think someone clarified, clarified it pretty clear. I forgot who said it, but there's about the 1% of actors that make the big money and then the rest of them are really just kind of struggling. They're just trying to pay their mortgages. That everyone's going through like you know uh, personal finance problems these days um, it's just a hard time and so you know they, when it comes to this kind of strike they're, they're yeah they're just trying to get um, fair wages and fair um, conditions I think a lot of it I saw was about um, kind of I forgot the name um, you know royalties you know that term yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like something like Friends, um, a massive show, obviously, but that earns a billion in revenue every single year. And so, <laughs> crazy, yeah. And 2% of that 
goes to the cast. So they get 20 million a year mm-hmm. just based on the royalties. Um, but now that we have all the streaming, how do you, how do you calculate what the royalties are? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you have, um, a show that debuts on Netflix and then like a year later, it starts to get like momentum and gets like really popular, you know, you're not going to get any royalties. I think I, I was reading about one guy and he made some not so popular or he wrote a not so popular TV show and got 4,000 in royalties. And then he, he was a writer of a really popular Netflix show. I think he got like $4. (laughs) So you can't calculate it. And it is really hard to um, put a deal in place. Um, Yeah. So I, man, I I don't know where I stand completely, but I'm fully on board with um, people getting their, what they're worth pretty much. Um, I, there's a lot, there's actually loads of, um, angles for this. Um, because did you hear that studios wanted Mm to, um, you, I was going to, yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. The the AI thing, scan them as AI, pay them for a day's work and then, um, use them as they see fit. Yeah. Reminds me of that, um, Netflix, um, episode, you know, where they scan the actors and then they just play it. No, uh, Jonah's awful. Oh yes, yeah, 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 it's very much like that. So it's quite a scary reality to to like even think about. So something like that would actually kill like the entire film industry. Pretty so I'm much, I'm yeah. glad they're standing up towards that. Oh man, there's actually so much to cover in this one. Um, I just want to make sure I'm not like missing out on it. Um, but where I don't, and this is where I stood with the Writers Guild Award, absolutely fight for your fair wages and stuff like that. But if you are shutting down production of a movie, like say Deadpool 3, there's loads of other workers there yeah. doing their job and trying to do the same thing. And so this stops that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's it kind of makes them suffer as yeah. well. But again, you got to kind of be on both sides of this kind of um i guess discussion because obviously like obviously everyone in a, in a film production of the film industry should be getting what they're paid for or like what they're worth and they, they got to fight for that but does it have to come at the expense of others is there another is it should they play by different rules say no um press screenings no film junkets all that kind of stuff yeah um rather than shutting down production because i think that affects a lot more there's a ripple effect to other people. Yeah. Um, I was going to, I was going to ask you a question, but um, I'll get your take on this and what you think. And then hopefully it comes back to me. Yeah. My, my take is pretty much the same as the writers, mm-hmm. writers strike. You know, it's, it's fair. Yeah. It's fair what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. They're obviously doing it for a good cause and back them. But as like a fan, you just can't help but feel like, fuck, you know, um, all these great contents coming out or, supposed to be coming out and then this happens you're just like damn it i'm looking forward to this and now i have to wait extra longer for it yeah um and it's not even like like due to production like or script uh rewrites it's like for mm-hmm. a genuine course you can't really be mad at it yeah um so like i said um with the writers thing i think whoever they're protesting against i can't remember um, yeah we'll just say hollywood higher-ups mm-hmm. i hope they get their shit together and um sort out a 
a deal where both the writers and actors mm -hmm. and actresses um can be happy with because um after this, who knows, you know, directors might get on board, production, yeah. you know, you know, they all might start striking and if you have that then you have no content to put out or make money off. Mm. Um so they need to get their shit together and start actually taking yeah. it seriously because um not that it wasn't serious before, but I think now it's just like, okay, we have two big departments now on strike. Yeah. Um, they need to sort the shit out real fast. Yeah. And, and something needs to happen pretty quickly. I don't know how much they're going to budge though. Have you, did you hear about the comments from one studio exec um, on what kind of the studios are doing when it comes to the writer's strike? Uh, refresh my memory. What the, they, they said that the plan is to, wait for writers to start losing their houses and apartments um and <laughs> oh eventually they'll go back to work like how evil is that that's just greed that's corporate greed that's to, so bad just like oh yeah, yeah. lose your house it's like yeah. jesus yeah they clearly show that um the employees are a machine and not a natural person yeah yeah that that's dark so i i don't know how far this can go um but it seems like it's just a game of chicken at this point. Like, who's going to budge first? Do they have to put, like, do they have enough money for food and yeah. shelter? Or I mean, I know. guess they can always just go get a part-time job at, I don't know, a restaurant or something. Yeah. yeah. And do studios, have? are they all good on when it comes to, like, making films and stuff like that? Because yeah. without the writers and actors, there's no products for them to sell. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's going to be a, it's, oh, I just hate seeing this, man. Like after the pandemic, you know, like three years of just average years of movies and finally coming back to a place where we're like, yes, the movies are back, you know, we're back in full swing again. And now all this stuff happens. Yeah. Um, right. Not, not blaming the people striking, blaming that it's ha has to come to this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad to see. Um the the real um the big biggest loser is Comic Con. They, they already had like a weak year, and then like all this happens, and they're like, "Oh damn!" COVID literally did that fucking whole convention dirty. Yeah, really. It, that was always like coming down. I think Disney was the first part of it, like doing their own little thing, kind of took it away from them. And then what DC fandom, yeah, as well. Yeah, it's just like that. That whole like Comic Con is gone. Yeah, um, I and, think this is the last bullet. It used to be like a huge event as Massive, well, like yeah. all eyes on it. And now all COVID happened mm. and now this is just like. Uh, and people would like sleep outside Hall H waiting for like all the big panels. Announcements and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd, I'd wake up at like, you know, like 3am and kind of watch like the live updates and stuff like that. Yeah. I used to be like so excited for it. <laughs> and now it's nothing. <laughs> no, I just sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. It's a better choice. <laughs> All right, uh, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot to unpack in this, and I don't think we have enough time to, or there's yeah. not, not not enough details um out for it yet. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, no yeah. doubt. In a couple of weeks' time, we'll get more information on this, and we'll dive into it a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Right, next one and the final one is James Cameron has said that he's working on a sequel for Elite Battle Angel, and not just a sequel, sequels. Um, this is obviously going to come after. Um, obviously his focus is on the Avatar franchise right now with um, 3, 4, 5, mm -hmm. probably 6, who knows with this guy at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little <dig> there. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he's definitely said that this is on his radar and he's going to work on this to make it um, a franchise. So um, 
I've never really gotten your actual thoughts on the first one. Um, but what are your thoughts on his um, comments and him being a bit more hands-on this franchise? Um, you haven't heard my thoughts because I haven't seen it. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> really right. have any interest to see it. Um, I haven't heard like overly positive stuff. I've just kind of heard it's a, it's a good movie. You might like it. You might love it. There's obviously that really random uh, movement that love. Yeah. A leader battle angel. Yeah, it's a. It was a really weird thing. I thought it was like more of a meme than an actual dedicated and a Snyder yeah. related kind of fandom. Um, and they're just the worst, by the way. They are. Um, yeah, they might be listening. Good. I mean, it come at us. You guys are the worst. I call you Snyder cunts. <laughs> <laughs> at movie games, Mister Joss. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like if it's. You know, if he's done with Avatar, I just I hope he's not hands on with it while he's doing Avatar. Yeah, it's such that's such a big franchise, and you know, it, it what that movie requires from pre production to post production is all James Cameron. You know, he kind of thought of the world in his mind, he crafted it. You know, there's obviously like storyboards and writing beforehand, and then filming it. And then all the post-production and the visual effects and editing. You know, was, what, what was the Avatar 3 cut? It was, it's like eight hours or some shit. And then, um, yeah, he just got all this, like, stuff to do for Avatar. So I really hope he's not going to do much um, in regards to Alita at this point in time. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have too much of extensive thoughts about it. You've obviously seen Alita. Mm, yeah, ages yeah. ago. Can't yeah. remember it now. But, so, what were your yeah. thoughts on the movie, and what do you think about this? Do you want more, Alita? Um, I don't mind the movie. I thought it was quite enjoyable. It was something different in a time where we were getting, you know, MCU stuff, Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's something of um, something fresh. I think it's based on anime. Anime. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. No, it is. It looks like it. Yeah. yeah. Based on anime, so I think that was like the real, well, big Hollywood sort of film for it. I know we had um. The Scarlett Johansson one, forgot what it's called. Ghost mm. something cool, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as that. Um, and yeah, the way that that film played out, there's a lot to explore in it. So I hope, um, I hope that's what James Cameron plans to do is, um, explore that world really and mm. Elita and see where she goes on her little adventures. Um, I hundred percent agree with you. I think his focus should be on Avatar four, five, six. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what are you adding the six in there? I'm adding the six in there. <laughs> <laughs> Why you know, happen? Yeah, I think that should definitely be his um, main focus. Just because it's clearly his, it's it's his baby yeah. right now. Like he thought of this world, he thought of these characters, mm-hmm. he, and literally from one, one movie, he's built a franchise already. Yeah. And we have a second one, and they're both back to back two billion dollar films, mm-hmm. and you can expect three, four, five, and six to be <laughs> to, <laughs> to to be uh, two billion. Um, yeah. with it so his focus should definitely be on that and then once he's done that he can um focus on that yeah. or i can see him doing avatar 3 and then taking a little bit of a break and if that because oh, would... it's such a big difference eh? like five years yeah oh, no. yeah so if he wants to have a little bit of a break from the avatar franchise yeah. perfect time to do a leader because mm. obviously it's not going to be as intense or or as thought i don't want to say thoughtful but as as intense as um avatar requires him yeah um focus wise um mm. so it'd be like a good little like holiday for him holiday. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah well he was just the producer on the first one 
I don't know how involved he was yeah. in it. So, like, when you say a little bit more hands-on, do you think, like, directing? I think I'd like to see him direct this, just mm. to see his vision. Um, as a producer on it, and clear this has caught his eye. Um, yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't make these announcements. So I'd like yeah. to see him direct at least one of them. Mm. Um, just because he's clearly passionate about this, if he's saying that. Yeah. He, not just a sequel, but sequels. Mm. Um, yeah. So he, he, they clearly must have some sort of vision in his mind. Vision for it. So um, yeah. whether he notes down his vision and gives it to another director and oversees it, or mm-hmm. he does it himself, will be a good little palate cleanser for him in between three and between the Avatar films or after Avatar, you know, yeah. for him. Yeah. Did you hear his other comments recently? No. He um, said he won't be directing the Ocean Gate um, Titanic sequel. Ah, oh. <laughs> damn it. I read those comments and I'm like, dude, you don't have to address it. We know you're not going to make a <laughs> movie about it. Yeah. If anyone's going to make a movie about it, Netflix will be doing it because oh, they are like that. And they, oh no, I can't say what I'm going to say, but yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably just get AI to write it and star in it. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, they won't get actual actors because, you know, they're just waiting for them to leave their houses and whatnot. Oh, man, that's brutal. <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> all right. That will do us on today's podcast. Hope you've all enjoyed from wherever you've been listening from. If you have any questions about this episode, be sure to hit us up on social media. You can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, and YouTube. Or if you want to see what else we get up to over here, um, head over to moviegains.com. Um, we have all the latest um, box office analysis, 4K content, and movie reviews as well. Those are our big ones. And be sure to sign up to our newsletter so you can always keep up on our um, big content for the week. And the next few weeks is going to be a lot. We might need to do two two, two newsletters. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, if you love today's episode and you want to hear more, check us out on Spotify, wherever you pod from, and search up movie uh, Let's Be Real and you can find us there. Thanks everyone for tuning in today. Catch you on the next episode. It's Warriors time up the waz. See you later. Peace. (laughs)